Hi, everyone. A little note before we jump into this episode, across the nation and the world, there are so many important conversations happening about race and racism in the U.S., especially about blackness and anti-blackness. Our content isn't always explicitly so, but here at Connie and Kenny HQ, we are committed to uplifting our Black colleagues and community members, whether through our trainings, our Race and Real Estate Roundtable series, or our work with local realtor associations. If you want to chat more, send us an email to hello at connieandkenny.com. Now, on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Thoughtful Realtor Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kenny Gong. And I'm Connie Chung. This is a show for budding real estate agents, whether you're new to the industry or seasoned and refining the fundamentals of your craft. We share practical tools and personal stories with the vision to take our time to give you time, the most valuable resource of all. And today we're talking about asking for help. First, wherever you're listening to this, raise your hand or give us a heck yes if you are like us and have a history of not asking for help. If you're like, nope, I'm good, I ask for help plenty, then please let us know how you got there. But we know there are a lot of you raising your hand giving us a heck yes because we know that realtors are kind of like the ultimate problem solvers. You see a problem, you fix it. A leak in the roof, you patch it up. A wonky escrow, you make it work. We know it's what makes you good at your job. And for me, it started long before real estate. I've always been a pretty self-sufficient person. Like I started doing my own laundry when I was seven years old, something like that. Uh, It was pretty young. And I took the reins of my life and of any situation that I was in from a pretty young age as well. I always had agency over how I spent my time and the decisions that moved my life forward. So that translated to, okay, there's just me, myself, and I to take care of my life, to take care of my problems and everything in between. Connie, what about you? For me, I'm the second eldest of six kids and growing up, my older sister was kind of a rebel. So I naturally was deferred to be the problem solver, the responsible one, the helper of my younger siblings. And I've always prided myself in being independent and a giver at the same time. So it's been a struggle to ask for help. Truthfully, I saw asking for help as a sign of weakness, of dependency, which I didn't want. But certainly as I've gotten older, I've learned that you're much stronger and more confident when you know your strengths as well as your weaknesses. And that, yes, it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask for help when you need it. And it doesn't make you any less strong. And it's something that we should do more often. So I'm so glad we're talking about this. And, you know, when I got into real estate, I still had the urge to fix every problem myself on my own, especially to show my credibility as an agent. And of course, we very quickly find out that we're in an industry where you can't know everything pragmatically. Plus, it's often our professional duty as our client's fiduciary to draw the lines between when we can offer counsel and when we need to seek others for counsel. But aside from those pragmatic moments, I still felt like I had to hold on to control of everything, of every single detail, uh, especially when it came down to my emotional state. And let's be clear, 
We're talking about the emotional baggage we all hold on to when it comes to not asking for help. The need to control everything and everyone around us. Why? Well, it's because we're all little emotional snowflakes, so your reason may not be like ours. For you, maybe it's some past trauma around asking for help and not receiving it. Perhaps it's not wanting to appear incompetent or grasping at what you can control because there are so many other things in your life that you feel like you don't control. And frankly, it could be all of those. We certainly resonate with those thoughts. And of course, just like everything we talk about, this can be in your business and outside of it as well in your personal life. It can take a massive amount of time and effort to unlearn whatever it is that holds us up from asking for help. So here for you, dear friends, are three tips on how to ask for help. Number one, build your team. I've talked before about how one of the best lessons I've learned is investing in myself, which has often meant building a team of professional counselors. This has looked like personal therapists, life coaches, business coaches, so many different kinds of, of, of people. Currently, I've got a life coach that I meet with via phone every two weeks. She takes me outside of my head and creates space to be and to think out loud and to process my issues, which is emotional metabolizing is what I like to call it. And a big part of it is that she just gets me out of my head out of the weeds and looking up at the bigger picture. And so many times as I'm reflecting, it'll just hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh shoot, I do need help. So that is something that um, has really, really helped illuminate my need for asking for help is just having these these people that I can go to, my, my team, building mm. my team. And I love that it's scheduled. It's scheduled help that you're getting on a regular, consistent basis. <laughs> Every two weeks. I mean, it's so funny because some I don't ever really kind of think about what I'm going to talk about or what I'm going to bring up to before our session. But I know that every single two weeks, I have that hour long time when I'll just be able to process. And of course, I, I have plenty of things to say in that hour long session, but it's not until I actually have the space with her that all of it comes out. So great. All right. Tip number two is maintain your crew. This one is huge. We've made some really great friends in our realtor community here in the Bay Area and across the country. And what I love about this industry is that some of my closest colleagues are the ones that I started in the industry with. They're the ones I can be my most authentic self, my most real and raw self. They're the ones I go to when I'm feeling stuck. Reason being is they truly know exactly what I'm experiencing. Our careers have progressed on different paths, but we've been there for each other during it all. We've seen each other grow and stumble and get back up, and we've seen it in real time. Because we all started from similar places, we have a kind of history and perspective that I don't have with other agent friends who have either been in the industry for a much longer or a much shorter time. And I feel so grateful to have these folks. So it's important wherever you are in your realtor path is to find those people who you can connect with, who you can trust and be honest and real and raw with through your successes and through the most troubling of times. But I always think back to what brings our crew together is we schedule dinners and happy hours 
similarly where with your life coach you may not know what you're going to go in thinking or talking about and it's like same with this group i don't always know what we're going to talk about but somehow it becomes kind of a therapy session or a, a safe space to bring up kind of what are those troubling moments that we're in those tough transactions or escrows and to get insights from each other and to root each other on. Sometimes we're going through some personal stuff and to share that with the group is really helpful. And to know that we all love and support each other in a genuine way is just having that space to do so and to remind ourselves that we are loved. And if we need to lean on someone, knowing that they are more than willing and happy to help is so important. And number three is knowing your personal help protocol. Okay, so let's say that you're really going through something and let's say that you've checked in with your team of professionals, you've checked in with your crew, but you're still reeling and you're still feeling raw and you just need to recenter in that exact moment right there. For these moments, I think it's really helpful to have a personal help protocol. You might be with yourself or you might be with your business partner or a significant other. Whoever it is, having a personal help protocol gives you the chance to have a process that you can lean on in these moments when you're just you just can't figure out what what else to do. So here's one of ours. The first thing to do is to create a space to process your feelings. And this is whatever may be coming up for you. This could be giving yourself silence or having a journal to write in whatever you're feeling in that moment. The second thing to do is to assess your emotional needs. Just instinctually, whatever's coming up for you to, to tend to your heart and mind, write those things down. What do you need in that very moment? And the third thing that you can do for your personal health protocol is to just ensure that you have your basic physical needs met. So this is asking yourself in this moment, do I need water? Do I need fresh air? Do I need something to eat? These are the things that can also help you through the moments when you just can't process anything else more strenuous. Yeah, sometimes it can be as simple as getting a breath of fresh air or even um, a bite to eat. I know sometimes when I'm in the thick of it, Brian, my husband reminds me, oh, Connie, actually what you need right now or some carbs or a snack. Yeah. The fascinating thing I find about asking for help is how willing and happy people are to help you. And sometimes it's mm -hmm. just, yeah, that simple text or if it's um, finding a vendor recommendation that I may not know of, I'll like because I'm that natural control person and self-independent, I'll like want to just do all the research and look on my own when I know like, wow, I have an access. I have access to such a strong network of people who probably know uh, which vendor to recommend and how quickly I can get a response right. just by sending a simple text to a few people. Um, so it's one of those things that you kind of have to retrain and it's that muscle. And once you start working it and mm -hmm. asking for help, it does become easier and it becomes much more natural and um, part of your routine. And you have to give yourself permission to accept help. I mean, that's what you're talking about, right? It's it's that sometimes we just, we feel we have to control everything. We feel like we have to help ourselves. And so we don't allow ourselves to open up 
the opportunity to 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 have people help us to give people the opportunity to help us and and people are willing to do it you know especially because we help people we're in the position where we're oftentimes the one helping others um or they they want to extend that sort of that the great the gratitude that they have for for whatever we did for them back to us and i think that is also part of building a relationship it's allowing people to help oh, you totally and you bring up a really great point because when you build that relationship and allow people to help you and open that door it really it deepens the connection with that person in a in a really it can be a really profound way yes so friends ask for help <laughs> <laughs> if we can help you anyway let us know Thank you so much for tuning in today for another episode of The Thoughtful Realtor. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. If you have a friend or colleague who might benefit from this episode, please share because we're all about spreading the love. And if you want more, go to our website, ConnieandKenny.com for resources and to sign up for our weekly email where you'll get our best, most personal stuff to inspire you. Follow us on Instagram at Connie and Kenny and let us know what you love most about this episode. Until next Bye. time. Bye. Bye.